You're listening to the ROE, episode 11. everybody to Rico on everything. I am your host Rico, of course. Today we're here with my lovely talented guest Laudra. She's going to be talking about her new book coming out next year. But first, let's start off with a quote from Stephen King. It starts off saying, "I try to create sympathy for my characters, then turn the monsters loose." So, Laudra, say hi. Hello. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, my name is La Audra. I am a mother of two, two boys. Um, most of my life is revolves around them too. So that's pretty much all I do is them. I have um, two associate's degrees, um, a bachelor's, and I just started on my master's in psychology. Wow. Nice little resume <laughs> you got going on there pretty cool so tell us a little bit about your book um my book is entitled shadow lake and i have been working on it since before the birth of my oldest son who just turned eight so it's it's been a while um i've had to stop a couple times between school because i go to school a lot and between the kids so i have to rest but i've set out a goal to finish it this year at least um it is fiction it's based off not necessarily my life, but a lot of stories that I heard, people that I hang around, a um, lot of drama in the book. Um, it's it's completely out of my imagination, like dreams I've had and kind of wrote them down in order to remember it. So that's how I got started. Okay. So is this going to be like just one book or is it going to be like a three-part series? I would like for it to be a series because I'm real big into the cliffhangers, the suspenses, and um, leaving you wanting more. So that's the whole goal is to have more than one book. Would you think that's this is like a like a mystery or a thriller? It is um, a bit of both, uh, but I would put it more in the lines of a mystery because you're always trying to figure out what's going on, who's doing what, and um, what's going to happen next. So, all right, I read a little bit of your book. Uh, I really like it. I really like where the character development's going and everything. Who is the protagonist in your story? Um. I can't say there is one because I try to be um, honest and there's no just one nice shining person throughout the whole book. Everyone has a secret. Mm -hmm. Everyone has something um, that they're hiding or shielding. Um, Of all the characters, there are some you haven't met yet because I introduced new characters later on in the book. I would say um, Karen, I think, is the... She's she's a good character. Like she's um she's very positive, but there are a couple of things that happened to her that set her back, and you see her develop and form and become a better person. Um, but it re- it really depends. You see both sides of everybody because n- no one person is just this one thing. No one's good all the time. No one thinks happy thoughts all the time. So um, there are some characters that are worse than others, but mainly I try to keep it honest. Okay. In some of the first chapters and everything, I got like a kind of like a little eerie vibe, <laughs> kind of like a like a Stephen King 
Uh, is he one of your inspiration for writing? He is. I do like Stephen King. Um, I like the horror side of things. I like mystery, so I like to keep people on their edge. And um, I love a lot of his work, so he, he he's a big part of it, yes. Okay. What initially led up to the book? Um, the I, have, I have dreams all the time, just dreams, and some of them are reoccurring, and I can't get them out of my head. So when I was younger, like a lot younger, uh, my mom and teachers would tell me, just write it down, write it down. So I started writing when I was very young, but I never held on to any of it or tried to develop into, into anything. Mm -hmm. But this one particular dream um, about this particular tower and these people, I just kept having. So, um, and I was pregnant at the time, so I'm sure hormones had a lot to do with it. So I started um, writing it down because I couldn't get out of my head and I couldn't finish the dream until I wrote it out. So I already know what's gonna happen. It's just getting it to that point. So what is the end date? What is the, when are you gonna be finished with this book and is it due to come out next year? Um, I would hope so. I want to be done, I will put a date on it by September because I'm almost there. Um, I had a setback earlier where a lot of it got deleted and it kind of discouraged me from writing for a while. So I finally sat down and reworked some of the parts that I had already written. And um, it's a little bit better. Some stuff I can't remember or some parts I have to go back and add back in. But I'm, I finally reached the point where I was and now I just have to find a way to wrap it up in a nice little bow. Okay. Do you think, have you set deadlines before for your book and have you broken them? No, I've never set a, well, yes, I have. <laughs> I have set deadlines and I've broken them because I was supposed to finish it before the birth of my second son and that didn't happen. I see. Uh, Douglas Adams actually quote, was quoted as saying, uh, I love deadlines and I love the sound that they make as they swoosh by because <laughs> it just seems like everybody's just kind of breaking that deadline for writing and for getting things done when it comes to this kind of work. So I, I find it funny and fascinating that People are like, I'm going to get it done by this date. And then the creativity doesn't come or things happen and then they have to push it back a little further. Right. I have to be in the mood to write because if, if I'm not, um, it's not as good as if I'm like really on a roll. I can write for a very long time unless I get interrupted. But if I'm not in the mood, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound as good. Like I've gone back and read things that I've written and I'm like, this is terrible. What was I thinking? So I have to... <laughs> I have to um, make sure that I'm in the mood to focus. I can't be, uh, if I'm mad a particular day or I feel sad a particular day, that stuff reflects in what I'm writing. And I try to keep that from happening as much as possible. All right. Some authors say that they don't consider themselves good authors until after they've written over one million words. How do you feel about that? No, I... Um... I just let my ideas take me and I rely on the opinions of others. Like I let people read it and um, try to get a feel for it because mm -hmm. I want, I really want to try to make sure I reach a wide audience, like not just teens, not just adults or um, black people or white people. Like I want to reach um, a wide audience. So I've had quite a few people sample it to let me know what they think. Um, so men, women, um, younger, 
young teenagers, yes. Um, so I try to reach everyone, and so far it's been a really positive response, and that's with me not even being finished. What is something personal about you that people may be surprised to know? Um, a lot of people don't know that I'm adopted unless I tell them. Oh. And that is a thing. Uh, it's not a sore spot, I guess, because I have a really good connection with my birth family. But okay. that's one of, the, one of the things that I talk about. And I think it reflects a little bit when I write. Do you ever use them as characters in your books? My family, no. <laughs> They would make great characters, but no, they would kill me. <laughs> they are an interesting group of people. What is your favorite movie? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I will pick movies that I watch over and over again, and the one movie that I always watch is Sherlock Holmes. The Sherlock Holmes movie? I like it. Is that the, like the new one? With, yes. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Yes. Like I love them both. I watch that. I will watch that over and over again. <laughs> what are your favorite websites that you visit all the time? Um, I like to do a lot of fashion stuff. So um, when I'm designing, because I do that for friends for free all the time, um, polyboard.com is where I go to design. And I have my own little web page. And from there, my friends can go and buy things that I actually designed for them. Like I had a friend who was going to a wedding and it was a beach wedding and she had no idea what to wear. So I put like five ensembles together for her and she went and actually purchased one. Oh. So that's what I spend the other half of my time doing. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you have like a fashion hobby, redesign things and everything. I do. You got your writing. Yes. What other hobbies do you enjoy? Um. I write, I do the fashion stuff, and school, that's it. I don't really, that's it. You're a busy person. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. All right. What's on your bookshelf? What are you reading right now? Oh, what am I reading right now? Um, I don't want to say what I'm reading right now. Why? <laughs> not good I tried so very hard not to get sucked up into this book but I started reading it so it's bad which book is it 50 shades of gray is what I'm reading right now (laughs) and it's only because it's available that I'm reading it but I tried really hard not to get sucked into that and the other book that I'm reading is um it's mortal instruments it's that series Okay. And I've already read the first one, um, and I took a break, and I started reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and then I'll read the second one. But that's it. I like a wide range of things. All right. You told me before you were a fan of um, horror movies. Mm-hmm. So what are some good horror movies, and what are you looking for in horror movies? Okay, so I'm scary. That's number one. Uh, so I scare really easily. But... I want to say the first horror movie that uh, really, really, really got me as a teenager was The Ring. And I remember distinctly going to watch that with my friends at the movies. And um, it was packed, crowded. So we're on the very first row. (laughs) And when that little girl crawled out of that TV, I screamed (laughs) so loud. Like, I jumped into my friend's lap. She was just as bad as I was. It was terrible. But I like to be scared. I like to jump. I like I don't like the gory stuff so much, but I like the the um, just the shocking value of certain horror movies. Like the sudden Yeah. That okay. 
that turn off the light is there, turn it on, it's gone, like something I watched today. It's that stuff scares me. <laughs> it's really bad. And I like not to figure things out because when I'm in a movie, no matter what the movie is, the whole time I'm thinking, trying to figure out what's it doing, what's it doing, what's the pro, what's the point, what's the process. I, and if I figure it out, I'm upset. So I like not to figure out things. Oh, okay, so it's like, like you're playing the detective, right? But then you. You have to make the puzzle really hard, otherwise right. you're gonna get upset when you figure it out. Right. You're like, oh, this guy—he <laughs> was a murderer all along. Right. I don't like to know the answer, and I hated <laughs> what was that freaking movie, The Village? Oh, In my Shyamalan. I was so mad because I saw it like a mile away. I was like, why should they send that blind girl out there? And it's like a real world. And I was halfway <laughs> through the movie, and I was so upset. You knew that, like you I called think it. I called it. <laughs> Sitting in the movie theater, I called it because I'm like, they're going to send that blind chick out there and it's going to be a real world. And I was like, yeah, I called it. Well, there was little hints all throughout the movie. Yeah. That's kind of like, that's what that director usually does is he'll throw out hints and then he'll foreshadow what's going to happen throughout the entire thing. It's no huge twist or anything like, no. like Saw, you know what I mean? Right. It, he, was, he was the guy that all time. You know? Right. That was Jigsaw. So... I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly what that guy's famous for. Uh, I, I, I was upset. I think I avoided his movies for a good long time after that. <laughs> it was terrible. All right. So what's next? Um, Next. So after I finish this one, I'll try. My biggest thing is trying to get it published. Um, I don't know much about that process. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of people who have done the self-publishing thing, and I've got websites and stuff. But, um. The next process is strictly going through and editing and having someone edit for me. Because once you read your own stuff, I know what I intend to put. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense in my head, but Mm -hmm. it might not be correct or grammarly. The grammar might be correct, might not be correct, or it might not make sense or it might not flow. Mm -hmm. So I have to have someone else go through and um, come through it and make sure it makes sense. Um, And then I'm going to have to get it published. And um, I guess figure stuff out from there. I would have rather do it from a company and just let them handle it. But piece of me wants to do it myself because I want to um, keep the integrity that I have. Because I know they like to change things and mold it and make things what they want it to be to sell. But um, mm-hmm. I'm open to opin- suggestions, but I really don't want to change the content of the book because I think it's a good book. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> if you're an editor, if you know an editor, <laughs> if you know a publisher, <laughs> You've published a lot of work. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear ideas. Definitely want to hear where this is going to go next. You know I'm going to check back in with you next year. See what's going on. I'm going to check in on that September deadline. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) crash. Cool. So what would you like to say to everyone? Like what would you like to say to the world if the world could hear you right now? Um, I just want them to enjoy it. I write for enjoyment. That's right. It's not an educational book. It's not a, um, it's not to try to persuade you in any one shape or fashion. It's strictly for enjoyment because I like to read for enjoyment. So I would hope that the people that read my book or book series, hopefully that they really enjoy it or, um, can get something out of it. Cool. That sounds really awesome. (laughs) I tried to write a book once. How'd that go? didn't go well. <laughs> I needed a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you 
could write a book. You just gotta focus. I don't even. I don't even read books. I don't have more than like <laughs> three pictures in them. No. No pop up books. If somebody tells me there's three pictures in there, I'll, I'll probably take it up. No. You no, gotta I'm, do better. I'm just kidding. No, actually, um, recently I've gotten into um, a lot of the nonfiction, like mm-hmm. uh, biographies or uh, stories or something like that. Uh, like recently, somebody put me onto that book, Unbroken, mm-hmm. which is actually a really inspirational story, a really good story about uh, a guy who crashed during the war and everything, became a POW, and mm-hmm. then his struggle. And apparently, he was an Olympian, so mm-hmm. he's a track runner and everything. And uh, coincidentally, I guess around the same time that I read that book, Angelina Jolie also read that book. (laughs) (laughs) Now she wants to direct the movie. So everybody's going to see the movie here before they read the book. Oh, I hate that. Books are always better. Yeah, everybody always says that. They are. Please don't put the time and effort. It's always better. If if I watch a movie first, then I probably won't read that book. (laughs) Because <laughs> it, it ruins it. The book is so much better. Yeah, that's how it happens, unfortunately. I can't do the um, the nonfiction stuff. It's too much. It's heavy. I cry. The I'm a crybaby. It's too much. <laughs> I can't do it. Life is real. Life it is. is tough. <laughs> you know, people write about it. It's, it's the best quote ever. Life is real. It hurts. It hurts. You know. I can't. It's too much. I like to live in this little bubble where stuff can't touch me sometimes. Stuff can't touch you. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing. It is a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> in my head, it's a thing. So, running out of time here. Anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? Um, just, hi. Thank you for listening. Support would be greatly appreciated. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then there will be a website and everything promoting your work here there in the future. There will be, yes. Awesome. So looking forward to hearing that. Looking forward to seeing the links on that. And I'll definitely love <laughs> to help in the promotion part of that and everything. Of course. Everything I can do, of course. Thanks for being on Rico on Everything. I'd like to leave you with a rhetorical question. And that is along the lines of, writing and books and everything every day that we write and we don't know what a word is there's a thesaurus available for us to tell us the synonyms and antonyms Mm -hmm. that allows us to express ourselves better what's another word for thesaurus No idea. Hello, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No. All right. So, thanks everybody for listening. This podcast was brought to you by Buffalo Industries.